I love it. I saw, I forget who it was, some person who's internet famous said that they believe there's only two people who like to hear complaining. The first group is those who have to because they're in your family. <laughs> and so that, do they really want to? I don't know. And then the second group is yeah. your loser friends. Oh, like friends who are losers themselves. Like they want to complain. So they're, they love listening mm-hmm. to complaining. Yeah. Misery loves company. Yeah. That's yeah. true. I got brainwashed with that at a young age of it's still, it's probably the biggest source of conflict in our household is there's like, dad will never agree with us. that Anything's bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should listen to some of my calls with home builders and then maybe you, Oh, I just broke my own rule there. <laughs> Delete. No, all good. All good. <laughs> all good. All right. All good. Let's get going. Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the industry leaders at Do You Convert, where we talk about the current and future state of marketing and online sales for builders and developers across the globe. We're not here to sell you, we're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. Is there a topic you'd like us to cover or a question you'd like us to answer? We'll do it. Simply send an email to show at doyouconvert.com. All right, so let's get started. Welcome to episode 229 with myself, Andrew Peake. The ad doctor, Kevin Oakley, and Julie Jarnigan. How's everybody doing? Doing great. Doing Excited great. for this upbeat, positive episode of the podcast. We yep. need that in our lives. Feeling but good. not like an Instagram post that says gratitude. Because what is <laughs> what does that do? I will be I'll be negative on that. Like that does nothing. That's just like you went on Google search, you typed in gratitude quote, you found a picture, you cropped it, you uploaded it. That's not spreading any positivity. We need real yeah. stories that are that are positive and <laughs> That's actually right. are real. That's right. So that's so what we'll do. We'll do today. We're we're ready. We feel like you all deserve it. You need it. So we're gonna give you nothing but love on today's episode. We're happy. So Sorry. let's get we're started smiling. with story time. Who wants to kick off this I think uh, plethora does. of yeah. positivity? Yeah, I can start. So update on our house stuff. We wanted to do a project into last year. I think I talked about, we got a quote to like get a new, get rid of the deck, get a concrete slab, put a little patio over it. And they quoted us like almost $80,000 to get that done. Is that redoing the pool too? Like re, re, I don't think that was even in that original quote. So that was like, that was in the height of like, I think they were just throwing numbers out there when like everybody was wanting to get something done and everything was expensive. I think your husband is money laundering, but (laughs) the Oakleys started watching Ozark. So now I'm convinced that everyone Mm -hmm. I know is Uh, laundering money. Well, he watches that too. So maybe, (laughs) (laughs) maybe so. So finally this year, you know, it's hot. We don't have shade out there. So we were like, Mm. we're just going to well, not do it ourselves, but we were going to kind of break it up. So we got a concrete con- or contractor in here or, you know, vendor in here um, who gave us a price and he- the concrete was all sinking. So he was like, we need to rip all this up. So now, you know, the original quote, it, we would have somebody in charge of everything. Now I work from home. So it's me. So I'm yeah, the person general contractor. I love like it. trying yeah. to come up with timelines. And I figured out I would be a terrible contractor because I feel bad for people. Like I was going to have a different guy come and rip up the deck. And he quoted me and I said, okay. And then these guys just started ripping it up because they got there too fast and just wanted to keep moving. So they started doing it. So then I feel guilty. <laughs> so I'm like reaching out to the other guy. Like, I'm so sorry. So I'm not tough enough to be a contractor because I'm just trying to like not inconvenience all the people working at our house. You, you sound like so. me. 
Like I don't ever want to inconvenience anybody. Yeah. Like I have to pump myself up to have conversations with them about, I hope it's okay. And then I have to remind myself that we're paying them money for this. Yeah. So that is true. Yeah. But it's getting done and we're finally getting there and we're going to have some shade right about the time it gets cool. But you know, we're, we're making timing. progress finally. Well, that sure be great. So like you're in, yeah. our backyard is not usable in the back in the afternoon because it faces West. So it's like the worst part of the day to be back there. Is that how your setup was? Yeah. So we had a screened in porch when we moved in, but my mom lives with us. So we had enclosed that and built a little living room for her on that Mm -hmm. part. So that took away like any patio porch we had. So everything, all we've had since we've lived here for five years is umbrellas. So it's like one person gets to sit under the umbrella while watching the kids swim. And the other person is just like roasting. So it'll be nice to have some shade. I'm excited. That's awesome. Super cool. Yep. So the positive part is despite the challenges, it's worth it. It's going yeah, to be worth it's worth it. it. And we're we're doing it. It's gonna be cheaper than eighty thousand dollars. I promise you that. That's positive. <laughs> it yeah, is not positive. gonna cost eighty thousand dollars. So yeah, it's great. I'm excited. It's getting done. And you know, by the end of this, I'll be better at not, you know, being a better person to deal with all these people. (laughs) I'm like, wasn't it Becca who said she was a bad um, realtor because she didn't like to talk to people? Maybe that's my problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There was a stonemason doing some work and uh, he had picked like this overly large stone for a section. So there'd be no texture as the kids say, it Mm -hmm. was just going to be like this honk of stone Mm -hmm. and Melanie's looking at it out the window. And I came down to get a cup of coffee and she's like, should I say something? Should I not say something? I go, look, you keep telling yourself you don't need to say something and you can live with it. But then your personality is it just, you can't let go of it. It'll cycle yeah. and cycle and cycle. And two weeks from now, you'll just kind of pop and, and go off about how the stone looks ridiculous and you can't believe. So she goes out, you'll, you know, hi, how you doing? It's this older <laughs> yeah, gentleman that's working. Me. <laughs> She's like, Hey, um, is there any way that, you know, I don't really love the way that that looks. And his first response was, well, I'm really glad you told me now because, you know, I can just pop mm-hmm. it off and move it. It's like, if you would have told me yeah, after I left, <laughs> it would have been way more work. So yeah. Yeah. So we built up you the courage to do it. You got to try to find that courage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> find, your, find your courage. There you go. Mm-hmm. Well, and they keep asking me questions about drainage. And my only answer is do what you got to do to not have water in the house. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. I'm not <laughs> an expert gross. at this. Water needs to go away from the house. That's mm. my only answer. Right on. Sounds Andrew, right. what do you Ooh, got? Oh, this is a fun one. So my wife is the preschool director for her school. So she's in charge of everything. She's starting up a one-year-old class. So she has to go through licensing, da 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 all this stuff. So I got put on like, you're in charge of building the playground. So I'm, I'm playing kind of contractor-ish too, other than this is significantly simpler. <laughs> you have a fence, X amount of square feet to meet licensing requirements all that stuff. I need to find playground mulch. You have to have certain depth of mulch and all this sort of thing. So I found a company, Mulch Blowers of Florida. Great. They could do the whole entire playground, like 7,000 square feet. Call them up. Cool. We'll be out next week, et cetera. Great, great company. They get done. They did not have enough mulch for the new playground, which is Is only like like the rubber stuff or like actual Um, like cedar. So it has certain, it could only be a certain size. Like it's still like cedar or whatever wood, but it's like, it has to be up to half Smaller an inch chips. and it has, be clean. it has to be clean mm-hmm. it can't be all this stuff. So it's a little bit more expensive, mm-hmm. but it's not, it's not terribly expensive at all. But with this company, because they're coming from about an hour away, they have a minimum as far as how much cubic yards you need to buy 
And so they kind of, I'm like, here's what I have. You tell me how much you need. They're like, oh, you just need 60, whatever yards. You're good to go. Well, now we have this thousand square foot area that has no mulch on it. I'm like, oh, geez. They're like, oh, we're so sorry. Let me see if there's anything we do. In the meantime, she has her licensing inspection. She has to meet that deadline. Otherwise, potentially, like she's not open for the school year, which is in three weeks. I found another company that's local that could deliver it. And it was like pulling teeth. I'm like, hey, I'm just trying to get 12 cubic yards of mulch this year. Okay, let me talk to my to the aggregate guy. Like, whatever that means. Sounds good. I don't know what I'm doing. I just need mulch. It was like four phone calls that I didn't make da, 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 to try to get it. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, Lindsay, we're going to have to like drive down and like get a trailer, all this stuff because we can't meet the minimums. Long story short, I emailed back the previous company that came out the first time. That was great. Like, hey, here's my challenge. Can I come down there with a trailer and you just like load it into a dump trailer? They're like, you know what? We'll, we'll just swing by. We'll load it up. It's on us. Don't worry about it. I'm like, what? Are you sure? Like, we'll pay for you. So we paid for it in the end. But now they have, to me, this lifelong customer. Mm-hmm. They, they took market share from this other company that wasn't doing it correctly. We're paying them because we're like, you're, you came out here. You're like, you're not going to give us free product. It makes no sense. It's only like $600. And found out like they have contracts with like every public school in the area. So they're growing. They know exactly what to do. Their processes are in place. They kind of messed up with us the first initial one, or I gave them the wrong numbers. Who knows? They never put the blame on me. Like actually it was, you know, 8,000 feet. You said 7,000. That's why we were short. But now Lindsay's like, shoot, every year I have to remulch one to two times per year. depends on the weather, all that sort of thing, because they did it so well. So I, I don't know the positive to me on that's like, if you yeah. just do the basics right, like it's not that difficult. Like I just wanted the product and it delivered. This other company couldn't re- return phone calls. Maybe it's internal processes for them that were bogging everything down or there's confusion, whatever it was, but they just lost potentially, you know, the school's been open for 35 years. So that's X amount of dollars per year um, that they, that the other company could have had, which was local, like 15 minutes down the road. Yeah. So yeah, just do it, do it right. I'm like, that's all it took was the first company. They just did it how they should have done it. And I, I think the fun part about that is you imagine the competitor. Okay. Yeah. And not that they're going to know that this one job was lost because probably they don't have good systems or processes anyway, because of the amount of calls you had to make. But let's just pretend that they somehow knew that they were losing market share to this company. Well, then they, then what do they do? They get online, they see what they're charging for mulch and they're like, huh, prices are about the same. And uh, they look at the type of product that they carry in stock. Oh, they're about the same. And all these conclusions can be drawn of, well, maybe we need to do X, Y, and Z that have nothing to do with the experience you outlined. Exactly. They have a rank number one for playground mulch in the area. So their marketing is like on top of it. Marketing's doing a great job. Mm-hmm. But it's, I just think what, what's so cool about that is it's impossible to, to easily copy and that's what you're always looking for. Mm-hmm. Most things you do can be copied, will be copied by folks who want to compete against you. But when you just do the right thing for the customer consistently over time, you know, someone from the outside looks at it and they're like, huh, maybe we need to spend more on ads or buy a billboard or do whatever. Guess what? No, you just needed to return the phone call and swing on by when you were already in the area. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, it's just cut up pieces of tree like you're throwing on the yeah, ground. I'm telling you, it's like just it's, so counterintuitive when you so, talk to business owners it, that it's that crazy. Kind of stuff actually matters. I'm like, I just want the thing. I'm like, please. And it's for, yeah, it's, it's, yep. it was crazy. I'm like, good thing. Now this other customer, the other, uh, mulch people they have left the school for life. Cause why would she choose someone else? So, yeah. 
Yeah. So my story time is from a call that I had yesterday with the owner of one of the companies that we work with. This is a builder in Texas uh, who's a regular listener to the podcast as well. It's like, this is so fun. I feel like I get to hang out with you, Kevin, like three or four times a month. And then I get a call too. So now you know who you are if you're listening. And he described some of the internal systems and processes they're using. And it's just the kind of company that I think everyone wishes they worked for. So one, this company hit all of their sales goals in the month of June in every community. Wow. Okay. In fact, their, their sales manager, uh, VP of sales was going to, to Jeff Shore's summit. And the owner is basically like, just try to contain, you know, your ego. Don't, don't, don't thump your chest. <laughs> you know, just, let's just be, that's funny. Let's just be quiet about it. And, and he's like, Oh no, man, I'm rolling in there. And you know, we're, we're doing what every <laughs> like other wishes. Yeah, yeah. You might know who this is now. So great company. But when you look at the things that this person was talking to us about, Mike and I on our leadership call with him, were the things that typically we're trying to spend all of our time getting leadership teams to understand. So for example, he holds up, you know, printouts of the market proof algorithm that they're using on every community every month. And he's like, so we put in the numbers, we look at the percentages, we see where we need traffic, where we don't need traffic. and, And he's like, it just it's a system that we've adopted and it works and it just helps us navigate through the scenario just wonderfully. And it's like, it works so well because from the top you believe in it. That's a big part of it. Um, mm-hmm. But the other one that he surprised me on this, this, he gets extra credit points for this is he said, and then there was this one community that was starting to struggle. And we noticed that even when website activity uh, went up, uh, leads, appointments, and sales didn't follow at the same ratio. And in particular, the appointment to sale ratio was you know, cut in half from the previous month and was not doing well. He's like, so I think what I just told my team, and I just wanted to make sure you agree with this, Kevin, is maybe we shouldn't advertise or spend more to advertise that community until we figure out what's causing that issue and address it. And I was like, oh man, this is... You're a genius. This is incredible. Angel singing. Right? That's the <laughs> um, and so the the there's lots of positive things here. One, there are builders who are outperforming the market and just outright having success. And so that's always good because that means you need to find those people uh, in in the organizations that they work with and ask questions about why and how. And it it was a it was a great conversation uh, with that particular person. Also positive because they have a framework to think things through. And this is one of the things, I don't care if you're using the market proof algorithm or something else, but if you have to approach every situation with everyone looking at it as if you, you don't have context from other things, like one example would be inventory home processes. When you are building a house and it gets to a certain stage, what does marketing need to do? When it gets to framing, we put it on the website. When it gets past drywall, we do progress photos. And we do X, Y, and Z when it's complete. If just having the framework, you can always say for this particular house, we're not going to use that framework, but the default is everyone knows what needs to happen. And that releases so much extra mental energy because the, you know, the marketing manager or the marketing assistant, whoever it is, doesn't have to think about should I, or shouldn't I order photos for this home? It's like, nope, this is what we do when we do it. And, and at the, the more you can do that, even at the strategic level, as long as your tools are really good, 
it's just incredibly helpful for everyone to understand what their roles are, what they're looking at and be on the same page. And um, so if you're working for an organization that seems manic or bipolar, and you know there are some instances of that where maybe the owner says, no, we're not going to do any price reductions or promotions of any kind because my belief is that once these homes are done, they will sell at the price they're at and I'm willing to be patient, which is, it's a perfectly justifiable position to have. But then three hours later, to you know, walk into a different meeting and be like, should we lower prices everywhere? It's like, which which one do we believe in? Yeah, that'd be stressful. You know, um, yeah, and that organization, I know there's at different levels, they're asking good questions and like the thing with the spreadsheet, they want to understand it and they're coming in and asking, leadership's gonna ask me about this. Can you help me to understand how to talk through this? So they're mm-hmm. asking good questions and all different levels down the pipeline are wanting to understand how we get to a certain point, not just wanting answers, but wanting to know how we get there. So when they sit in that meeting, they can, you know, know what's going on. The biggest friction point right now, and we'll move into why it's positive, but the biggest friction point is leadership team saying, just get me more foot traffic, get me more sales to marketing. And the positive side of this is the the quicker you can help them understand the data, the framework, and tell the better story. And, and I've, I've had some people reach out to me and they're like, so I made a better story, Kevin, and I used data. And at the end of it, they kind of said, we don't care. We're still, <laughs> we still want to spend, you know, a hundred grand extra on radio and television ads and uh, do a $200,000 price reduction incentive campaign. Hmm. Well, okay. Okay. But on the one hand, it could be cultural that you're in the wrong organization. It's possible. And there's personal things you have to decide about that. Or it could just be that you didn't do a good enough job. And that's uh, realistic, not negative. It's just saying you can't, you can't say, well, I told a better story with data once. And so it's everyone else's fault now. No, keep, keep, keep working on your own delivery, your own, your own methods. You know, again, one of the owners I talked to, they're like, I, I know my marketer is really good. But every time they sit down in front of me to talk, it's like they're like they, they're so nervous. I can tell they're sweating. They just don't come across confident or succinct in how they're communicating with me. Hmm. <laughs> He's like, so the trust is like, I can't take this person's anything. Well, my ADD opinion. just kicks in. It's like you're you're yeah. so distracting in how you're presenting yourself, consciously or or, or unconsciously, that the rest of the leadership team just kind of like partially hearing what you're communicating. Yeah. And, and the other thing that sometimes people deal with is their, their leadership team doesn't understand, like you said, Julie, like they're asking questions that are so basic, like what is a user? What is a new user? <laughs> like, and, and so a lot of education has to be done. And if you don't know how to do that, so all that to say, that's something you can control is how you present yourself and how you come across. And I know Jackie mentioned she was doing Toastmasters on a previous episode. And that's you know just her saying, I want to keep working on being as succinct and clear as possible with my communication to make sure that we get better outcomes across the board. Yeah, super important. So, now, a quick word from our supporting partner, Opendoor, a shining beacon of positivity in our industry. Opendoor is a digital real estate platform that helps you serve more customers with certainty, speed, and ease. As a builder, you can eliminate contingencies by giving your customer an instant home buyer on their current home so they can unlock the funds they need to buy their new home. 
Go to opendoor.com forward slash do you convert to learn more about how you can partner with Opendoor. All right. So first up on the news, a reminder from searchengineland.com and the team at do you convert that you can no longer create or edit expanded text ads in search. First of all, Andrew, a quick redefinition of what an extended text ad is. That is the ad that replaced replaced standard text ads a a while ago. Um, We've had both options for quite some time, responsive search ads and then expanded text ads. The expanded ads, you have two headlines and then two descriptions. For the most part, that's what people would, would fill in versus responsive. You could do like 10 headlines, 10 descriptions, and then the responsive. So Google's going to try to pick which one they think will have the best performance yeah. and then use previous If you remember Andrew's talk it out. a couple of years ago at the summit was, you know, I think two. kind of like using the water analogy. Do you remember that? I, it was your I, talk. I, but I, don't, I don't. I don't. I, I, I thought it was great. It was like th- this it responsive text ad allows, like it can morph like water to the yes. shape of what that the consumer like is looking for and what Google believes they're interested in. Yeah. So based on what the person's typing their history, they'll like, if they're typing in waterfront and you happen to have that in one of your descriptions, but it's a description number five, they'll then push that to number one. So that person sees it. So the ETAs expanded text ads, they're still active. I think that's an important part. You could still use them. You can't edit them or create them. So you have to then yeah. switch over to responsive search ads. Because Google wants you to use more responsive because Google wants more control. It's a constant theme. That's right. They want more money. They want, they've seen it has a higher click-through rate and a higher click-through rate is good for us and it's good for them. They make more money. We get more clicks. So there's no reason not to switch these so over. So what's what what makes ETAs, why do some people still, have they been clinging to them? Is it just that they're easier for a builder to the, understand conceptually yeah, and edit? They were quicker to make. Because you had less required fields. That's mm-hmm. really about the only reason you would have created them before. And then switching over, if you don't have time right now, like it is something you need to do. I wouldn't like if we listen to this today, like don't like not sleep tonight to get it fixed. Because those ads like, are still running. You just can't. They're still running. Yeah, I would them. still just update moderately quickly. Say with give yourself like a, a month or so to get it done. Yeah. But, if you go to change a price point on something and you can't yeah. find the edit button that's that's yeah, what's happening you'll be, <laughs> yeah. you'll be forced that's to. what's happening and maybe, just have maybe to create a, a new one you can copy and paste it's okay yeah, you can copy and paste yeah mm-hmm. uh, maybe i'll make a little article on how so to make it quicker the, the positivity here then andrew is this that, forces you to get better ads like once you switch it you should have a lower cost per click or more traffic there we go this <laughs> gives an opportunity for more traffic even if it's incremental, you get 5% more traffic. That's still 5% more than you would have had. So that's fun. And Google warns us about this stuff like a year oh out. Goodness. Facebook so just better. surprises us with it. But Google yeah. has been telling us yeah. this Surprise. for a long time. <laughs> I think, I think so Facebook true. surprises itself most days. <laughs> oh, we're still running? Like, anyway. Yeah, we're still up. Mark, what are you doing? You're in Hawaii again. Okay. From digitalinformationworld.com, Instagram launches a searchable map that allows users to explore popular tagged locations. Yeah, this one's interesting. Have have y'all played with this before? Yes, I went just after I read this article to see if yeah. I could find it online. And it's actually pretty cool. I kind of liked it. Yeah, it's it's neat. It's kind of quirky to get to, right? Yeah, you kind of have to know where to look. I think I went and actually searched for a place I knew would be on there. Correct. 
And then I went to the map and kind of scrolled out. And then it showed me all the other places that had been tagged around it. And then you can see those posts. But I think like if you're visiting somewhere, you know, if you're looking in a neighborhood, a certain neighborhood, it would give you what's around it. Before I moved out of state, you know, from Oklahoma to Louisiana, I would have used it to see what was around neighborhoods and things. So I thought it was cool. You see like real people posting about it. So if, if I'm going to say I'm going to downtown St. Pete, Friday night. I'm like, I don't know where I want to eat. I could just go to Central Avenue and I'm being specific. So Central Avenue, here's this two blocks. So I know there's really good food and I could just click through that really quickly and go like, Ooh, that looks good. It's going to show the best picture with the most likes, all that sort of thing versus going on Yelp or Google reviews. And yeah, it's just another way to search. Yeah, I don't know if builders have an action item from this or not. Other than Oh no, he, I'm excited. Aware. <laughs> the positivity here is it's if this takes off, it becomes a geographic uh, source of content that what do you think they're going to do when people go there in large numbers? What do they, what do they offer? Ads. <laughs> Geographically <laughs> yeah. based ads. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So there should be. And I also just think everyone keeps trying to mimic TikTok. Like it drives me crazy now when I open up YouTube and the first thing it just starts doing is running short YouTube videos about randomness at me like TikTok. Yeah. So, and this is an instance where they're taking something from Snap um, this is, I think, the my favorite feature of Snap. I, I really wish I know for privacy reasons why no one, everyone doesn't turn on their their location, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're a female. But like, that's the coolest part is when I can zoom out and see where all of my family members are and and yeah around the country. That's still think we should just have like a marker proof marketing Snapchat group where we share that way you feel like like this after this evening uh the one and only beth russell from stylecraft is driving through uh to her new home and so after the podcast i think we're going out to dinner now i i know she's here because she texted me but if it was on snap i guess be like oh hey what are you doing what are you doing in let's hang (laughs) what's wrong with you what are you doing here yeah you know yeah exactly it's neat it's neat uh next up from zillow com Zillow's new tool powers home searches in up to five areas at once, letting shoppers move as fast as the market. So this is kind of one of those things you're like, how has this taken so long for someone to realize it was necessary? Yeah. You know, conceptually to paint the picture for those of you uh, listening, a lot of times you'd have to draw a weird shape on the map or a really large shape, knowing though that like, I don't really want all that, but it has to be one contiguous organic mm-hmm. amoeba looking object. <laughs> and now you can, you can just save up to five of those at once and say, I just really want this little pocket, this little pocket and really zoom in. I will be using this because I have a bunch of little pockets of like this street with 12 houses on it would be a place we would move. And now I have multiple of those set up. I've never gotten alert because there there's 12 houses and no one moves off those streets. But now I could have like one and I'll be done with it. Or like for my, I could set something up for my grandmother. She's kind of looking to move and sell her house. Yeah. Um, and th- so that's a little easier. I could do there, like this is different condos and everything. Just one of many features that Zillow's rolling out. So let's just go through them. Because I think some of these are, do have additional impacts for builders to consider. Um, new search filters are in development. So introducing two new filters to help users find homes based on commute times and their mm-hmm. own monthly budgets. Company is currently exploring further upgrades to its filtering capabilities to include more ways customers can search for homes on the site, such as internet speed, walkability, accessibility, and more. Okay. Hide homes. So you know when you when there's a limited amount of homes and you keep doing the search and you click on that 
button. You're like, oh, that's that same stupid house. Yeah. I don't want to see that. Now you can hide it. Now, one of the things that this means for builders is to consider when you're syndicating, if the home is is not available or you know, have to be more careful about the content because if someone's like, I don't want to see that rendering anymore, stop showing it to me. Mm-hmm. And then you go back and update it with real pictures. It's customer might never see it if they've chosen to hide that home. Yep. Autocomplete and guided search, which is currently available. That's kind of intuitive. Homes to compare currently available as well. Gives home shoppers the ability to save up to five separate listings and see details on each property in a comprehensive side-by-side chart. That's pretty neat. And Apple SharePlay is also currently available. So when you're browsing to buy a house with others or helping an out-of-town loved one narrow down options, Zillow servers can shop collaboratively via the SharePlay software feature. So you've got FaceTime, video calling, seeing the app. I think it'd be cool cool for a builder to... um, copy that homes to compare thing on floor plans. It would be fun Mm -hmm. to be able to take several floor plans and compare things side by side instead of having to click around to figure out what has what. Especially if it's like kitchen, like kitchen one, two, three, four, like the pictures, not just the specs is what I think is more useful. Would be cool. Like kitchen one, two, three. We've said this about Zillow, Redfin, lots of different companies. They're, They're all customer first focused organizations. And so when they do things like this, you should be looking at this list and saying to yourself, hmm. And, you know, like the, the co-shopping opportunities, like using Apple SharePlay, mm-hmm. there's things like that that you just see everyone doing now. Like every, everyone yeah. allows collaborative um, viewing of floor plans or, or virtual tours and, and the like. And that's because there's built-in technology that just makes it easier. Just like everyone right now is saying, I can use a video game engine and visualize, blah, blah, blah. well, yeah, and it's called Unity or whatever other large, you know, programming environment makes it really easy to just, you know, you can download a single file that mimics the city of Toronto and then you throw it in a video game engine and you, you look like you're, you did like some wizardry and it was like five clicks of a button and downloading a, a high res data file. So when those things become available, just like with mobile sites, you know, once, once something becomes ubiquitous or you see that trend, usually the cost and complexity to do it has come down. down. Yep. All right. And the last one, and this is, uh, this is the game show part of the episode. We got to figure out how to spin this positively. Ooh, okay. Also from Zillow, buyers gaining time and options as competition eases. Monthly payments on a typical mortgage are more than 75% higher than they were in June of 2019. Typical U.S. rents have surpassed $2,000 a month for the first time, but growth is easing. So less competition means more options and time to decide. Mm-hmm. It's positive for the customer. Is it positive for a builder? Let's people, I think this, this opens up more uh, to be built versus just yes. people wanting quick movements <laughs> like this back to like, you get to choose, you get to choose, which to me, that, like finally the, the competitive advantage for new homes is like coming out of being stuck underground. Like you get to pick everything you want perfectly. Yeah. And if you weren't on this call lower, earlier today, Andrew, nope. but Julie and nope. I were, where this builder was saying, yeah, you know, in select communities and select areas, we're letting people make selections again. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? And and then the crazy part was, Andrew, they're selling. Yeah. People want that. <laughs> well, they, well, yeah. here's where I was, I was finishing. It's like, if they're needing to put a higher down payment down to afford the home, they uh, now they don't have any money to, if they're like, oh, if we bought this house, it's 20 years old, we want to remodel the kitchen. Well, not if all their cash is... is or more of their cash is put into down yeah. payment. And, well, and also the typical new and it's exactly what they want. They don't have to do that. The, the typical home builder scenario as well is you don't have to put it all down when you sign the contract. So now you yep. have, 
you know, if, if life's okay for you and you're saving a little bit of money every month, now you have an additional six, seven months to get additional down payment saved up as yeah. well. So, and for me, that's less stressful if it's like, all right, you have to put down 50,000, putting like 25 now and then 25 later that like, okay, that feels a lot better than like, here's 50. Oh Lord. Like <laughs> they yeah. wake up the next day, the check clears. You're like, Oh goodness, that's sad or whatever number it may be. So that's, there's a little bit. Now, the interesting question that I, I asked this person to go back and, and let us know is on these new build homes where people are making their own selections, what amount of options are they putting into the house? Is it fewer options than they were before or about the mm -hmm. same? Because I think that would be really interesting data to know and should help you inform what needs to happen with your inventory pricing and, and availability mm -hmm. and messaging. They're cutting back. Yeah. Well, and I thought there was a positive message in this one that it is a less stressful time for buyers to buy right now. And if we can if people are like, oh, I don't know, I think I missed the window. I mean, if there's a way for us to communicate, no, this is a great time. It would have been terrible for you to buy last year because you couldn't find anything. It was super stressful. People were getting outbid. You had to be in long list. You couldn't get what you want. You had to settle for whatever was available. So, you know, if we can assure people that it's actually a good time because it's not as frantic. <laughs> as Julie, I would like to present to you the award <laughs> Most positive spin on a news article. <laughs> spin. Congratulations. You could be a, you could be a politician, I think. Yeah. No. So. Great. I love Come it. Um, the, the last couple of things we'll do rapid fire here to to round out the show is one. We are hiring. That's positive. Super yeah, positive. Because we are getting about one new request for builders to to work with us a day, and so uh, we need more fantastic people on the team because we can't say yes to people until we have the team in place to provide great service and results. So uh, link in the show notes uh, to that position. It is fully remote. Uh, travel is not required. There is no, you know, show up in the office two days a week. In fact, I told my team, I said, I had a nightmare <laughs> that, um, that we decided we were going to go all uh, in office. And so oh, we gosh. got on a Zoom call Sounds and like told all, everyone in the company that they have two choices. You either have to move to Columbus, Ohio, or Tulsa, <laughs> Oklahoma within three months. And Tough everyone choice. cried and <laughs> got really mad. <laughs> That's never going to happen. Um, so fully remote position. And then the other truly positive piece is that where we are right now in the market cycle, we are closer to the next up market than we ever have been. So every day gets us closer to this thing that is is cyclical, which is housing, to hitting that inflection point where we're going back the other way. Like I started in 03 and 03 to 06, you could argue was up, but it was all like smoke and mirrors financing and bad loans. But then after that, it was all downhill. Uh, and, and that was awesome place to learn and grow and then be able to participate in an outside manner on the next upside. So keep sharpening the saw, keep moving forward. If you're feeling stuck, just keep going, uh, focus on what you can control, create more content mm. and you'll be That's all right. A good one. It's been kind of fun seeing everybody be creative again too. Like on um, mm -hmm. our meetings with builders, you know, people are thinking outside the box again. We're yeah. talking about things that we haven't talked about in a long time. And it's been kind of fun to come out, you know, with kind yeah. of a brand new strategy or something we haven't done in a long time. So it's been fun to see. Yeah. And then to see the numbers, it's, it's kind of our rule here that we, we try to talk about as much as we can on the podcast. The summit is the place where we kind of say, here's the latest and greatest of everything we're doing with the builders we work with. 
but there is something that we're doing that's that's seen really good good uh, impacts for people in a tougher market that we we're not going to talk about here probably till after the summit. So yeah, it's been fun to find those because we, yeah. you know, the typical kind of bag of of tricks and and resources to use, you know, having to shake that up and it, it has been fun. All right, I think that's it. I think so. All right, this is a little shorter one. Positive Positivity. Short episode. Uh, hey, hey, were we positive on this one? That is correct. All right, that is. Here we go. <laughs> Marketproof Marketing is proudly supported by Opendoor. Visit opendoor.com forward slash do you convert to learn how you can partner with Opendoor to increase certainty, speed, and ease for your home buyers. All opinions expressed by me, Andrew Peake, Jackie Lipinski, and our castmates are solely our own opinions. View hundreds of articles, videos, and more for free at doyouconvert.com. It's also the best way to find out how to connect with us on social networks or in real life. Now get to work and make sure your company is market-proof.